Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know, a new door, new set of windows can do a lot of things for you. It can change the look and the feeling and the vibe of your home, but it can also make your home more energy efficient. Plus, it can add value to your home. Pella checks all those boxes and then some. So right now is the time. Like, right now. Turn your window and door remodeling dreams into a reality with Pella. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my friends at Runza. You know, in basketball, it's all about killer combos, pick and roll, give and go, Fred Hoiberg and three-point shooters. Combos make life better. And Runza makes it all better, including the classic combo. It's that time of year, people. Chili and cinnamon rolls. The best sweet and spicy combo to hit the Midwest since Greg and Doug McDermott. Here's what you do. Alley-oop the cinnamon roll from your left hand to your right hand. Dunk it in the homemade chili. And there's nowhere that does it like Runza. So get there today. Get your chili and cinnamon roll game right. And tell them your buddy, your pal, your friend, Nick Baugh, sent you. All right, welcome back. Uh, another edition, week four, Husker Classic Recaps. And we are going all the way back to the 70s with this one. 1978, Nebraska, Oklahoma. This was Tom Osborne's very first win over Oklahoma as head coach in Nebraska. Huge game, huge moment. Memorial Stadium was absolutely electric for four quarters. And this this game had a few iconic plays and moments. I mean, Oklahoma ranked number one undefeated. They got Billy Sims at running back who would go on to win the Heisman. Uh, Nebraska had only had one loss that season. Uh, they were ranked number four at the time of this game. Just a huge game. Tom Osborne looking for that very first win over the Sooners. I think you guys are really, really going to enjoy this. So let's get to it. Here we go. Husker Classic Recaps, 1978. Number one ranked Oklahoma at number four Nebraska. Enjoy. There are a lot of things that make college sports great. But if I had to pick one thing above everything else, I'd say the rivalries. Ohio State-Michigan. Alabama, Auburn, Duke, North Carolina in hoops. The emotion is real. The animosity is real. Those games are just different. Those games just mean more to everyone involved. And the reality is you can have a great year, but if you lose to your rival, fans aren't happy. The season isn't a great one. And around these parts in the Midwest, there was one rivalry that was as big or bigger than any other college rivalry. Nebraska, Oklahoma. And listen, all rivals, all rivalries mean a lot to the schools. But imagine a rivalry that was always on national TV and almost always had national championship implications. Well, that's like pouring gasoline on a fire that is already raging, burning hot. That was Nebraska-Oklahoma. After the game of the century in 1971, when the Huskers took down the Sooners 35-31, something flipped. Something changed. Some called it a hex. Some called it a spell. But for six straight years, Oklahoma owned Nebraska. Losing to your rival once is agonizing. Well, imagine losing to them six times in a row. That's basically football torture. For five of those six losses, Tom Osborne was the head coach. 
And he took over for a coach in Bob Devaney that not only won two national championships, but he was able to beat Oklahoma in three of his last four meetings. So needless to say, Tom Osborne had a tough act to follow in more ways than one. Think about this for a second. Tom Osborne in his first five years as head coach in Nebraska had a record of 46-13. and 13. He was 4-1 and one in bowl games, and he finished in the top 10 of either the AP or the coaches poll every year. Pretty good, right? Well, all that really mattered for a lot of people was he hadn't beaten Oklahoma. And he heard about that constantly. And so did the players. Six-year losing streak to Oklahoma. Well, on a cold, windy November day in Lincoln, Nebraska, in 1978, the Huskers welcomed the number one ranked Sooners inside Memorial Stadium. And come hell or high water, Tom Osborne and those Huskers were going to snap that losing streak. This is Husker Classic Recaps, number four Nebraska versus number one Oklahoma. Bo Rude is here. I tell you, of all the games we've gone back and watched here, so this is what, week four, this was this was by far the game that I had the least feel for that, you know, that there was only one play from the game I really had uh, had a, had any sort of reference to. This game was was very interesting to go back and watch in a lot of different ways. Yeah, and it, it, it's a it was such an ugly game. Oh, that if you, I mean, I guess if you hadn't watched it live, going back, I think the assumption is this is going to be another great game, a shootout. Um, you know, our best versus their best. And this was not the case. (laughs) It was almost like their worst and our average was what this game turned out to be. It was a (laughs) physical. You text me and said, just finish the 78 game. That was a bar fight. Yeah. And that's the best way to describe it. If you had to, it was a chaos, bar stools flying, beer bottles hitting over people's head, chaos of a four quarter football game. Yeah, it wasn't good in terms of fundamentals, but I think um, you know football coaches that that were a part of this and the players will say there was no doubt that that they laid it all on the line. Like yes. it, it was physical, it was tough. It, I mean, that part of the bar fight was there, but it also brought the sloppiness where you yes. just had your twelfth beer and. <laughs> You're dropping, you're dropping your phone. You're slipping on the stool. You're, you're you missed the cab outside. Oh, man. You're gonna walk home tonight. That's kind of what happened in this game. That's exactly what it what it was like. So let continuing to kind of frame the game. Just people, to, things to kind of keep in mind, especially for maybe some of the younger listeners listening to this. In 2009, this game was voted by the fans as the most memorable of the 300 consecutive home sellout streak. This game. So think about this. In 2009, just a little over 10 years ago, all the fans voted. They voted this game yeah. as the most memorable. More, I mean, it beat 01 Oklahoma, beat all the 90s games, all the big 80s. Like, it's a lot of big games, 
and this one took the cake. So just to kind of yeah. to get a sense of well, what you're getting ready to hear about. In 71, which is on our, our season schedule, 71 was in Norman. It wasn't in Lincoln. Yes. This was in Lincoln. This was a part of that sellout. And th- I think what we're, gonna, we're trying to paint right now is how big of a deal Oklahoma was, how big of a deal Nebraska-Oklahoma was nationally, and the fact that Tom Osborne was absolutely jinxed at this point. Yes. That's how our fan That's base how it felt. felt. It, it, was, it was amazing what, rewatching the game. You know, they have, they'll show Tom Osborne, and it would just, it would show, he'd be on the screen, and it would say Tom Osborne, and then underneath it, it would say, hasn't beaten Oklahoma. <laughs> Not anything else, like nothing else. You know, it was just Tom Osborne hasn't beaten Oklahoma. <laughs> but that's what I tried to frame in the <laughs> that's open. A, that's like uh, it's so ridiculous, oh, right? God, that's terrible. It's so but but that's what it, but that's all for a lot of people, that's all that matter. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I don't care about the fact that the guy's finishing in the top ten. He hasn't beaten Oklahoma. That's what you get. That's what you get like minimized to. Like, well, what about all this other stuff? It's like, nah. It's like Nick Ba, crybaby, or something. It's like, what? Like, what? What? Why did you use those brackets underneath my name? That's not right. I wanted to take. I should have taken a screenshot of it. But I was dying when the fir- the first time they showed that graphic. I was like, wow, really? I mean, was the guy working the like the you know the yeah, prompter yeah. was from he, Oklahoma? Or like, has, like has can Tom never Osmond. beat. Oklahoma. Stinky face jerk. <laughs> you know, like that's pretty much what it is. I mean, yeah, but but that's what it was, you know? And so, again, this game voted as the most memorable of, of the 300 yeah. consecutive home sellouts. And the things you got to keep in mind, we're talking about hasn't beat Oklahoma. Nebraska had lost six in a row. Six straight to Oklahoma. So, you think about all that was on the line. You're trying to snap a six-game losing streak. Nebraska was trying to clinch a share of the Big 8 title, and a win meant that they were going to get an invitation to the Orange Bowl as well. Nebraska uh, had lost the opening game of the season at Alabama. They lost 20-3 to to Alabama. Then they had, they had ripped off uh, seven or eight wins in a row. Oklahoma started the season ranked fourth, and then after about the first two or three weeks of the season, they, they were – ranked number one for seven straight weeks, including the week that they came to Lincoln. So, I mean, this is a number one ranked undefeated Oklahoma team that had the eventual Heisman Trophy winner on it in Billy Sims at running back. So there's not only is this a big game because it's a rivalry, but there was a lot on it. And then there was a lot on it for Nebraska to try and snap this streak and to try to continue to frame how big it was after the game. Tom Osborne said, I mean, this is mild-mannered Tom Osborne. I mean, the guy doesn't really like, you know, I feel like on his wedding day, he was like, well, you know, it was a good day. <laughs> then had a lot of fun, but wake up, see what we can do tomorrow. Like, he's just like, he after the game, he said, quote, I would say this was the biggest game we've ever had because of what it means. For him especially. I mean, for him, you can't, you can't deny that. You can't deny it. Uh, things know, to keep in mind. This was the two best offenses in the country. Total offense, Nebraska, number one, Oklahoma, number two. Scoring offense, Nebraska, number one, Oklahoma, number two. So, and even Keith Jackson, who called the game, which was just, he was just a delight to listen to for this game. The way they're framing the game is like, this could be a shootout. You got two high-powered offenses. Here we go. This could be a shootout. 
but it didn't turn into a shootout in large part because of the weather. It was a cold, windy November day in Lincoln where there was 25-mile-an-hour winds. And so I think the conditions of the game greatly impacted the complexion of the game. And in my opinion, that all I think all that benefited Nebraska. The more this game turned into a bar fight, the better Yeah, for Nebraska. You know, they said that the temperature dropped, I want to say, 40 degrees overnight. It was like a pretty massive quick shift in weather yes. so it wasn't like hey it's just winter time and you've kind of acclimated it was i mean i don't know what what they said the temperature was but it was 40 degrees you saw you saw the day before with, you saw people in the stands and i think switzer in the second half might have had a stocking cap on yeah like it looked pretty cold out there yeah so i mean if it was 70 and then all of a sudden it's 30 sometimes people like it they don't adjust as well i mean i always felt like i liked playing the cold weather because cold weather didn't change my game and I always knew it changed other people's games. Yes. I always thought if you came up from the south it was always a little bit harder and I mean Oklahoma is not Florida but it's still it's a warmer it's a warmer climate than Nebraska. Well and the thing I've always felt like the thing that when it's really cold out ball handling ball security becomes even harder Yeah, because those big hits they sting a little more it's harder to hold on to yeah. the ball all those things. And so you just, although you have two high-powered offenses, because of the weather and because of the style of the offenses, you had yourself, again, everybody, I urge everybody to go back and watch these games. I'm not sure I've seen a more violent football game in a long time. And maybe it's just because you're used to how the game's played now. It's a little bit more spread out, finesse. This was a bloodbath. Oklahoma runs the wishbone. For those who don't, that's three. That's three backs in the backfield, and they are hammering, hammering it's, it right at you. Yeah, it's downhill. Um, but Nebraska's power eye formation yes. was similar. I mean, it, it's not as much misdirection, but it was. I mean, it's downhill physical. And I, I we were talking beforehand. It felt like you know, if modern day, it, it's gotten more to where there's it's spread out in athleticism and space. And you go f- these years back, back, back to where they were at. It's smash mouth, like fighting in a phone booth is what yes. it felt like. You go through that line and everybody has about two or three feet and they're just absolutely drilling somebody every play. Because it felt like Nebraska ran ISOs and fullback dives the entire game. They did. They and ran. They probably ran 30 ISOs. And it felt like the whole game was played in between the hashes. You know, like everyone, like yeah. Oklahoma did more things to get to the outside. But for the most part, this game was everybody pressing the line, everybody in the box, hammering the shit out of each other. Yeah. And you got to, and the other thing too that, I, that always stands out when you go back to early 80s, especially 70s, the amount of cut blocks. The yeah. cut blocks to me is where I just, you know, you see these guys and they, they have pads all up their arms and forearms. Um, because they're taking on these lower, you know, people are diving at their their legs so much more often. You have to you had to use your hands in a little different way, where it wasn't as much, you know, upper body. It was like low coming after yeah. your knees all the time. So which, bodies are on the ground. Yeah, people I mean, are just... on the ground, off the ground. Like I say, and it's in its it's wishbone power eye where it's going to be quick hitting downhill, 
and assignment football. So it's just it's a different game. It's a totally different game. So again, I hope that gives everybody an understanding of like both these teams, especially Oklahoma, have national championship aspirations. Oklahoma is undefeated, number one ranked team in the country. They got a Heisman, the eventual Heisman Trophy winner. Nebraska's trying to snap a six-game losing streak against their rival. It's a nationally televised game. It, there's just so much on the line. Yeah. So here we go. We're going to hammer quickly through the first half so we can get more in-depth because the second half is, is pretty amazing. You're going, to see, you're going to hear the word fumble quite a bit in this game. That's the, the word of the day. <laughs> I mean, it's a fumble! Were, Keith Jackson uh, fumble! He was, he was the perfect guy for this game because his like when you think of Keith Jackson, you either think of, whoa, Nelly, or you think, fumble! It's a fumble! There were 11 combined fumbles in this game. And let's just say Oklahoma was the main culprit with this thing here. Oh, yeah. We'll get we'll get to them. Yeah. So uh, the game kicks off, and on Oklahoma's second drive, Billy Sims, Heisman Trophy winner, scoots through, 44-yard touchdown run, looked pretty damn good. I will say this. Billy Sims, you could see the moments that he did get loose, which were kind of few and far between in this game, you would go, oh, oh, that's really good. Yeah, when Billy Sims got to the second level, it was – it was almost house call each time because right. he he was, you could see the Heisman Trophy in him as soon as as soon as he like got like said, that's a good loose. way to put it. When he got to the second level, he wasn't necessarily great. Now he was a tough runner. That's probably not fair, but like where he was really special is if he got if he got to the second level, he was electric. Yeah, I, I think is is wishbone. Is a wishbone offense. I mean, the guy won the Heisman Trophy in a wishbone offense, but I mean, I think he's a better player if you get him the ball in space. Totally agree. Like, I don't know if that, in a weird way, even though he he won the, he Heisman, won the Heisman with that it, offense. But if, looking at him, his style, I'm not sure his style was perfect for the wishbone. No, I, I think that he was just good enough. You put him in any offense, and he's going to he be fantastic. A Heisman Trophy caliber player. He's that good. But he scores 44 yard touchdown run on their second drive. On the very next drive. Nebraska throws a pass over the middle to tight end Junior Miller, who Junior had a good game, and Junior was a hell of a player. And we played against his son, Seth, in, in high school. Uh, Junior, I mean, I've, I remember seeing Junior at games Junior all the a time. Junior was a big Big figure, guy, yeah. right? But he bobbled one, and it's picked off by Oklahoma. Nebraska, Oklahoma takes over. Nebraska forces Oklahoma to punt, but you're getting a theme of turnovers here. Nebraska's pinned deep inside the 20. On the very first play, Rick Burns, running back, ISO fumbles and Oklahoma recovers at the 13 yard line. So all of a sudden, Oklahoma's vaunted offense is trotting onto the field up seven nothing with the ball at the 13 yard line, and you're going, oh geez, this is, is this is this good? This is, is it going to be in a deja row. vu? Seven in a row for Osborne. Here it so comes. So what happens? Uh, their quarterback Lot runs an option and he fumbles, and Nebraska recovers. What's crazy about Lot was they showed some some highlights of him all year. He always handled the ball without not the traditional. I was ask he you, held it like a like a like a small ball in his hand, like running free with it. And and this is kind of weird in Palming the it. in the in the having this all happen on the same week. Gail Sayers passed away, and I watched a lot of highlights of Gail Sayers. Now Gail was was before this, obviously this era in nineteen seventy, but like. Gail was Gail held the ball like on some of his runs he's holding I wonder if like the five points of pressure and really tucking it in tight didn't become as big of an emphasis I, I, or I don't know because like I you're right though lot lot was real loose yeah, with he the ball would just hold it you know I get when you're when you're 
when you have the option to pitch, but even when he wasn't pitching, he would he just – The ball was getting outside of his body. But anyways, Nebraska hits his ass. He fumbles. First dodge bullet. Yeah. Nebraska has to punt. They have an awful 26-yard punt uh, that we need to – we need to also mention that they're, they were going into the win. The win was a huge factor. Yeah. Uh, so they have an awful 26-yard punt, which gives the ball uh, at midfield in Nebraska territory – and then OU fumbles again on an errant pitch on an option that Nebraska recovers. So I think we got to stop for a second and go, okay, now it's two times early in the game. Oklahoma had two possessions with really good field position and came away with nothing. So this thing could have been 10 nothing, 14 nothing. Yeah. And then those demons of doubt start creeping in because they were prevalent with having lost six in a row. But so Nebraska takes over after forcing a fumble. They have a nine-play, 57-yard touchdown drive. The biggest play of this drive was a great screen pass to Rick Burns along the Nebraska sideline, gets the ball all the way down to the five-yard line, and then Burns punches it in. So it's tied 7-7. It's now first down and goal to go just inside the five. The Sooners leading 7 to nothing. Frankly, I thought Nebraska came off about even, even though they were down by only seven after one quarter of play. With the wind at their back, they're moving the ball. Burn. Add to the chaotic feel, the student section, the Husker fans are throwing oranges onto the field. And I have to assume like that's all because of the orange. Everybody was just yeah. like super excited about the orange bowl. I mean, they're literally before they could kick the extra point, everybody's like on the field, refs, players, they're everyone's picking up oranges. Oh, isn't that great though? It just kind of made you like love the chaos that was like the 70s. It just yeah, it was. It's amazing. You saw the stands felt just rabid. Just like it just chaos. Like how many flasks of whiskey were It was cold out. Were, I think mean, there was a few. <laughs> no, I guess one note I wanted to make just on the first half was it, I, I was like I said I was taken aback by a couple of things. The physical nature of of this like, you know, 3 yards in a cloud of dust and fighting in a phone booth. Um, but you saw people didn't run out of bounds. Running no. backs, they ran back into contact. I think that really was an in vogue that came in vogue in the you know yes the seventies where the toughness of that was you, you could see it. And then you saw things like clothesline tackles, like head slaps, oh. you know shots to the head where you go like I think it was maybe I am hip or something took a like a clothesline tackle and I'm going oh my God, you forget, like about knocked him out. Yeah. You know, you see those type of plays. I totally agree. And you go, I just want to try to, like, I'm trying to paint that picture of just kind of the physicality of this game. You can see on my, I take notes on my phone and writing things down. You can see I wrote early on bloodbath. I mean, this game is, <laughs> this game is a full-fledged Apollo Creed, Rocky original. Like these guys are beating the hell There's out no of There's no science. Other. It's just a, it's a street fight. That's what yes. it felt like. So Nebraska ties it at seven. Then each team really gets into a funk because each team are beating the hell out of each other. They have, there's four straight punts, two by each team. And then Oklahoma takes over for their final possession of the first half. They, they get the ball with about a minute left. And they ran a few plays. And once again, Nebraska's knocking the hell out of them. And Oklahoma fumbles 
again. Yeah. Nebraska recovers with 12 seconds left at the Oklahoma 28. So they're going to see if they can't punch it in here or, or you know try to get into field goal range. Uh, I got to tell you, Sorley, Tom Sorley threw a great pass to, to Tim Smith down the Oklahoma sideline. Just perfect pass. Catches it, gets out of bounds at the four-yard line with six seconds left. And then here comes Billy Todd, left-footed toe kicker. Toe kicker! Toe, now no soccer style, baby. Nebraska's kicker, Billy Todd, is a left-footed toe kicker. He has a 21-yard field goal that hits the right upright, dead on, and bounces back. No good. A 21-yard field goal attempt right here. He's four out of five from this distance. He missed it. He missed it. It hit the right upright and turned away, and he missed it. So that's how the first half ends, 7-7. Seven to seven. So at halftime, you got an ugly game riddled with fumbles where people turned this thing on thinking it was going to be two of the most high-powered offenses. It's going to be a shootout. It's 7-7, seven to seven, and I think each team – probably feels like they had opportunities to really seize momentum and shot themselves in the foot, whether it's with fumbles or for Nebraska missed field goal. Yeah. And I think like I said, Nebraska, like Oklahoma definitely was, you know, they put the ball in the ground more, but oh, yeah. you know, but Nebraska, Nebraska a pick yeah, Nebraska wasn't like Nebraska was prolific with their offense too. Like they, they were, were the number one offense. Yeah. They were the number one offense. So I think we need to point out, even though I think, this Oklahoma team's probably they remembered. They have more stars. They're more they, stars. Yeah. They got more talent. Yes, uh, I would probably say that's true. But Nebraska was still putting up big time numbers where they they didn't play up to their best offensively. But their defense was was playing tough. I think. So I think at halftime, and one of the things that that Barry Switzer said in his halftime interview, and was that you the the, the wind mattered in this game. It was twenty five mile an hour wind, and Barry Switzer. Obviously, he won the toss, and he wanted to make sure that he had the fourth quarter. He had the win for the fourth quarter. Yeah, so I think he felt like this game could come down to a field goal. We want to have we want to have the win for that. So Nebraska's entire third quarter, they have the win for that. But so the second half starts. Just to kind of keep with the theme, Oklahoma f- bobbles the kickoff catch. Like they catch it, bobble it, and luckily recover it. Yeah. But then Oklahoma goes three and out. Nebraska takes over. Uh, they go for it on fourth and inches at midfield and get stuffed. There's a massive humanity. They get stuffed. Oklahoma then takes over at midfield. Here comes Oklahoma. It's a pretty good field position. Their second play of the drive, guess what happens? A fumble! And you got to give, reading up on this game, you got to give Nebraska credit, like, this wasn't just those guys putting the ball in the carpet. Like, they were getting hit. Yeah. You know, like, Nebraska was hitting these dudes. So, Nebraska, so Oklahoma fumbles. I think, and I think that was Derry the dude that recovered. Yeah, so, shouts out to the dude. So, if anybody doesn't know who Derry Nelson is, he's an All-American uh, for Nebraska, but a, a good family friend, but they call him Derry the dude. Yeah, so, I, I do have, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about my Uncle John, who is on this team, but, you know, I, I do have some family friends, definitely. Oh, that, yeah. You know, from just our, our growing up with, with a lot of these guys. So, I know some of, some of these guys and know about some of these guys from the 70s. 
these the 78 team so um so it was a lot of fun to yeah. see the guys that you kind of know actually out there doing it um because they're just great guys but they're just they've always been a riot and so so seeing these guys add it's been fun so the dude recovers a fumble at midfield and nebraska takes over they have a six play 50 yard touchdown drive the biggest play on this drive and the reason i brought up the wind was because you could tell osborne was much more aggressive to try to throw when they had the wind yeah they started throwing right away down the field see if they could spread it out you know get them to loosen up the defense a little bit but they have a big play on third down uh sorely hits junior middle or uh, Junior Miller right down the middle for a seven to all the way down to the 17 yard line, setting up I am hip with a nice 11 yard touchdown run. And all of a sudden, Nebraska's up 14 to seven in this in the third quarter. Here's one yard right here that is very important on third down. Hip. He's got it. He's got a touchdown. Can we give a can we give I am hip some love for having the coolest name I on mean, the team? Seriously. I am hip. I am hip is without question. Like you are the goat of names, my yeah. friend. You win in Nebraska. If we're doing a Nebraska football best names award, I am hip. I am hip is the winner, especially for the seventies. No doubt wow. about it. So Nebraska up fourteen to seven, and then Oklahoma responds. So Oklahoma comes out. They have a seven play, seventy three yard touchdown drive, but there was a huge sequence at the end of this drive. Oklahoma gets stuffed on third down. They got to bring out the chain gang and all that stuff. They have fourth and inches in Nebraska territory. Nebraska stops them, stuffs them, but Nebraska was offsides on the play, which gives Oklahoma a first down, and then the Heisman Trophy winner, Billy Sims, squirts through for a 30-yard touchdown run on the very next play. So yeah, you, tied you 14, cannot 14. give you cannot give the best player in the country those extra chances. That's you just what happens. Can't do it. That's what that's when you pay for it. That's when you pay for it. But again, he, so Sims had a 44 yard touchdown run and a 30 30 yard touchdown run, and I'm telling you, those were the only few times he got to the second level. Like when dude got loose, it was like night night. Oh yeah, he had wiggle, he had speed, oh. he had he had the game. It's just yeah, they did a good job of just keeping him corralled for the most part. But a big but a, but a big mental blunder there. I mean, you you stuff him on fourth down, but you're offsides. So, then Oklahoma scores. So, tied at 14. Uh then Nebraska has to punt on their next possession, then Oklahoma has to punt on their next possession, and then you have the final drive of the third quarter. And again, the final drive with the wind. So, you could tell Tom Osborne was was knew that and wanted to kind of try to get aggressive throwing the ball down down the field. Sorely hit Lockett, who has had a really nice game. He's a good little player at the wide receiver spot uh, to, for, a, for a pretty big gain. And then I thought it was a genius move on Tom, Osborne, Tom Osborne's part. There's a third and nine on the final play of the third quarter. So the final play of the third quarter, the final play that Nebraska has the wind. Third and nine. Passing down, right? Yep. You got the wind. It's third and nine. But what does T.O. do? He dials up a little fullback, almost draw, to Franklin, who picks up third and nine, gets about a 15, 18-yard gain, which, again, is just like one of those beautiful decisions from uh, from T.O. And that ends the third quarter. And the reason I want to stop 
at that point is because it's important to keep in mind that Oklahoma had outscored Nebraska 79 to nothing in the fourth quarter of the last six years. Think about that number. Think about it for a second. 79 zip has been the fourth quarter score for this six-year losing streak to Oklahoma. All right, let's take a quick break to talk about my good friends at Runza. Boy, did uh, this last read explode on social media because I have uh, let you into a top-secret menu item that has really blown everybody's mind. Did you know at Runza, you can get anything on a Runza sandwich? Like, I love a cheese runza, but if I wanted to, I could get pickles on it or mustard. I could put some more onions in that bad boy. I could put some fries in there. It's anything in the kitchen within reason you can ask for, and they'll add it. Again, I'm a cheese runza guy, but next time I stop in, I think I'm going to throw some some pepper jack cheese on that bad boy. Maybe even some french fries on it as well. I mean, you can do whatever you want within reason because every Runza is made to order. They all start as an original with no toppings, and they can add the toppings when you order, and boom, you got a custom Runza sandwich. You can't beat it. So that's, once again, the super secret menu item from my friends at Runza. The build your own Runza. Get into Runza today. Get one that's just for you, and tell them Nick Boss sent you. And while we're here, let's talk about Pella windows and doors. Here's the thing. Putting in... You have some new windows or a new door. It's really exciting, but sometimes you don't even know where to begin. Let me help you out. First of all, you you got to go with Pella. That's obvious. And with going with Pella, there are a couple of directions you can go to start. You can schedule a free in-home consultation. That's right, free. You'll get a Pella expert out to sit down with you, look at your home, and they're going to be able to get a Tom Osborne-esque game plan for you that fits your budget, your wants, and your needs. That's one option. Or option number two, you can head out to the showroom. The showroom is really cool. Sometimes it actually helps you kind of see the window or see the door, feel it, open it, close it to get a better feel of exactly what you're putting into your home. So the showroom is also a great place to start as well. Any direction you go to start, just know that Pella can 100% provide window and door solutions to any home. Check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Back to the podcast. So think about think about that a little deeper. That means you've lost six times in a row, and, and when you've, you're losing and you're usually losing bad, you usually get garbage points in the fourth quarter right. because they take they lay off the gas. That tells you that they've beaten Nebraska and beaten them badly, and at the end of the games, they don't give an inch, and they continue beating them for four quarters, which is demoralizing yes. is what it is. So Nebraska hasn't touched a point in f- six straight losses in the fourth quarter. Six straight years. Think about Not that. Not one point. So here comes the fourth quarter, and the game's tied at 14. History would tell you, based on what's happened for this, for six straight years, that Oklahoma's about to run away with this thing, yeah. you know, if you're going off of a trend or something like that. But I think it's important to keep that in mind. So the fourth quarter starts. Nebraska's drive continues. Uh, so now they're going against the wind. But they drive it all the way down to the eight-yard line and set up a left-footed toe kicker. Give me Billy the Todd. toe. Billy the toe. Ozzy comes, comes out of the, of the dugout and touches his left toe. <laughs> <laughs> that makes, give, give me, me the, the lefty. Give, give me the, the toe. Give me the lefty toe here. 
And Billy Todd steps up into the win, 24-yard field goal. Boom. Makes it. Three points. Billy Todd is in the game Fourth for the field goal try. He missed one line. in the closing seconds of the first half. Sorley will hold on a 24-yard pass attempt. He's got it up. He's got it in the middle of the upright. And with 11 minutes and 51 seconds to play, Nebraska takes the lead 17-14, and they have broken a drought. They've scored for the first time in the fourth quarter against Oklahoma since 1971. That is phenomenal. It just couldn't happen with as fine an offensive football team as Nebraska's head. First point scored in six years. And it's amazing, in the fourth quarter. even when you're re-watching it, you don't necessarily know that that's going to be a big it, deal. Right. Like, oh, it's just a field goal, right? Just right. three more. You don't know that that's a big deal, but I think when you think of that 79-0, that three points is going to turn out to be a huge thing. Huge. So Nebraska leads Oklahoma, number one ranked Oklahoma 17-14 to with 11 minutes and 51 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Can we get to this, this really good part coming up? Here comes the biggest and most iconic play of this game. Here comes the hit from Bo Rude's uncle, John Rude. Here's the kick. It's Phelps. Oh, he almost stepped out. not moved he marked it right at the 18 as John Rood was downfield just leveled it that's another quick whistle I do not believe that he was down Keith I have not seen that violent a collision in a long time and you hear the announcers say it, and you hear everybody talk about it. It's maybe the biggest hit on a kickoff. It's maybe the biggest hit I've ever seen in a football game, but on a kickoff, without question, the biggest hit I've ever seen. No, Nick, it's the biggest hit in college football history. That's, yeah. in my opinion, maybe it's biased, that's a fact. <laughs> I've never seen anybody hit harder in my life. No. And and the slow motion replay of it, So the, so the Oklahoma... Kickoff for Kelly Phelps catches it right on the right sideline. Yeah. And he's kind of run up the sideline and he cuts back. And as he's cutting back, somehow your uncle, John Rude, just is able to kind of knife in between and shoot in between two blockers. And I mean, to say he catches him perfect and, and lays the dude out. What did he shatter his shatter just his collarbone on impact? So I think the thing people got to understand about John Rude is John Rude was a first team high school All American, like the national like first team, right. like big guy, 6'2", 240, and could run. And he caught this thing right. So let's say there's a window between two Oklahoma blockers. John Rude never broke stride. No, I would say he found a ne another gear as he bent and, like you said, knifed, and he launched himself 
and he put his face and his helmet right on this dude's collarbone and, and exploded it. it. I mean, the replays, the slow motion replays, you can you can see his collarbone just crumpling. Oh, I mean, and the thing because you you know you bring up like you know when they talk about boxing, they talk about timing and distance because it's that's important, right? Because it, I mean. When your punch lands, you gotta be you gotta time that right and you gotta be the perfect distance. Like this was the equivalent of like a Mike Tyson perfectly perfect distance, perfect timing, flush hit. And somebody was running into and it. And someone's <laughs> running into it. Tom or John absolutely crushes this guy. But 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 and he and so obviously he fumbles, right? Not according to the refs. The, the refs, and you could tell the announcers couldn't even figure it out. The refs said that he was down, which is, it's not even close. I mean, it's the second close. John hits him, he's losing the ball because his collar, I mean, he's holding the ball with his right arm and his right collar, like the right yeah. shoulder collarbone is what breaks. And so he fumbles and Nebraska recovers it at the 10-yard line. But instead, they say he was down, so it's Oklahoma ball. Yeah, and so so Nebraska, the Nebraska fans and coaches are losing their mind because this is this is is the moment that's going to win us this game. Yes, you go. it's going to go. We can't score points. We got like this would give us our chance to go up ten. This is our our moment, and the refs blow the call. Beyond blow the call. Yeah, I I thought it was fun fun to see uh, Coach Osborne. I, think I you agree. Had a point on that. I know. I. So, I mean, this is a young T.O., right? This is only his sixth year, fifth year. Uh, no gray hair in there. No all... gray hair. I mean, he is all, this is his, <laughs> this is early young Tom Osborne. And it is by far the most angry, visibly upset he's ever been on the sidelines. I mean, he is out onto the field going crazy. Like screaming at the refs, screaming at everybody. Yeah. And I don't blame it. I mean, it, it's it's six years of built up frustration and, you know, people calling for his job and the refs are going to job him on this now. Like yes. they're going to give Oklahoma a freebie on this. Because like, think about it. Nebraska would have taken over again at the 10 yard line. They maybe score a touchdown or they kick another field goal. And I mean, in a game like this where points are at a premium, it's huge, right? It's huge. It's huge. But shout out well, to John Root. Shout I mean, out to John Root. And, you know, I've, uh, I, I love telling this story. I've, I know John's had, you know, hundreds maybe thousands of beers bought for him over his lifetime because people <laughs> people remember this hit like yes. people locally and people nationally and i'm not joking this is a true story me and my dad my brother and my uncle john we went fishing when i was in high school we went fishing in canada and we were up there and it was you know there's a couple people on this lake that you had to fly into from you know i don't know where these people are from from another state and they said john rude they said the hit you know, somebody, just some random guy in in Canada, Canada yeah. knew John Rude and the hit from 1978 because it was that big of a play. And, you know, for people that now we're going, you know, they're going to go to Memorial Stadium in the, in the future, you're going to see that over and over and over on, you know, the the, the highlight, highlight reel. Sort of, I mean, and they don't know where it's from, but just, you know, this is a, a you know, to link those two things together. But totally. That. We, we talked about, you know, in our first Husker Classic recaps, we had the, the Davison flea kicker, right? And we talked about how the most iconic plays in Nebraska football history, John Rude's hit is on. Oh, it's top 10. It's in top history. 10. Because it makes every highlight. It's, it's such an amazing hit that it, it just, 
how can you take that, you know, not put that into these highlights when you're trying to get pumped up because it's just, it's the epitome of big hits. It is huge. But refs blow it. Oklahoma has the ball. Oh, boy, here we go. Now, the, now Oklahoma gets the, the D-line for Nebraska has just been awesome, and we're going to get more into how good the def- the black shirts have been yeah. uh, a little bit later on. But the, the black shirts, I mean, this is a this is a high-powered offense there, keeping in check. But they get a big tackle for loss and back them up, and then there's two penalties that back Oklahoma all the way up to the one-yard line. And then, but their offense, their though, offense is tough. They got some players. They give it to Kenny King on a little fullback dive, who scoots for forty-seven yards. Yeah, I mean between Overstreet King and Sims uh, and the QB, they, that's four guys that are all dangerous. They're all really good players. Yes, and so Kenny King gets them out of the ends out of their own end zone and gets it to the to about midfield, and then. Uh, Lot, their quarterback, converted a third down running the ball all the way down to the 22-yard line. But then on the very next play, Billy Sims goes up the middle, once again, hit hard, and what happens? Fumble! Nebraska recovers. <laughs> Billy Sims, so Oklahoma is driving to score. They are maybe going to cap off a 99-yard touchdown drive. And they get all the way down to about the 20-yard line, and Billy Sims gets hit, and he fumbles. Nebraska recovers. Yeah, so now you're thinking Nebraska's got to score, right? I mean, OU's offense is kind of finding some life. Nebraska's got to score, right? Yes, but Nebraska goes three and out. And again, this is where the wind is huge. They're punting into the wind. So their punt is a terrible punt. It goes 27 yards, and so Oklahoma takes over at the Nebraska 47-yard line with six minutes left, down 17-14. to 14. Here we go. Anxiety oh, level is high. Oh, man. A lot of people in the North State, a lot of people in the stadium, are they're, they got to pull out their flask of whiskey again real quick, take a quick shot. <laughs> Passing it to their seatmate. Take it. I need one, okay, Everybody take a uh, shot before we see this drive this here. Is, uh, oh, boy. Okay. So here comes the Sooners, baby. They come back onto the field, and they're driving – all the way down to the 25-yard line, running the ball pretty well. Then with 3.30 left, Oklahoma runs an option. And Lott, perfectly timed pitch to Billy Sims, who makes a great run, gets all the way down inside the 10, inside the 5, and at the 4-yard line, he gets hit, and it's a fumble! They're not thinking three, they're thinking more. As a matter of fact, Barris Richard may not choose to go for the tie. Even this late in the game. The pitch is outside to Sims. He runs through a tackle. He's down to the five-yard line. He fumbles Nebraska's got the ball. Jim Pillen has the ball. Another fumble from Billy Sims recovered. Jim Pillen. Jim Pillen, one of the Pillen boys out of Columbus. Uh, one of his great two fumble guy. recoveries. Two fumble, game. but I mean, the biggest moment of his life, yes. too. Getting on, that, on football, that ball, and all of a sudden, Nebraska sees the light. Sees the light. So all of a sudden, Billy Sims fumbles. Pillen jumps on it at the three-yard line. Unbelievable. So think about this. Oklahoma was driving to score twice Inside Nebraska territory, and Billy Sims, the Heisman, the Heisman Trophy, Trophy winner. winner, fumbles twice. 
So it's almost unthinkable. It like is. you, you, you would never think that you got the Heisman Trophy winning running back on a team, and like the for the most high powered offense in the country, and you're going to give them two cracks uh, at scoring, and all they need is three, you know, one or, touchdown or three or points, th- yeah. and they can't. They can't hold on to the ball for two drives. I mean, it's 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 almost unthinkable. It really I mean, is. Your best player is the one that fumbled. I mean, it's that's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. And so Nebraska then takes over with three minutes and twenty seconds left, up seventeen to fourteen at their own three yard line. Huge first run from our boy Rick Burns, because you know it is like you want to give yourself some breathing room. Yeah, they were on a nice little. I think it was an ISO. It might have been a toss sweep. Might have been a toss. I, I think it was a toss sweep. My boy Rick Burns. Gets up the field and gets a first down and gets them out of their own end zone. You know, so now you can kind of relax and breathe a little bit. Then at two plays later, Burns has another toss sweep to the right. He stops. He reverses fields. And you got to hand it to Tom Sorley, the quarterback. Sometimes when a running back reverses fields, all of a sudden that quarterback's <laughs> got to get a minute involved oh, yeah. in the block, right? So here comes Rick Burns reversing the fields. And Sorley, the quarterback, throws a nice little block that springs Burns just enough to him for him to get the first down with a little over two minutes left in the game. Huge play. Huge, Huge play. play. That first down, you got to get it. So then Nebraska runs another play, gets one yard. And then on second and nine, Rick Burns runs another little ISO up the middle and gets stuffed at the line. At this point, there's a little over a minute. There's about a minute Game's and a half not over. Game's Oklahoma's, not over. They got a so, chance, but you don't want to give them the ball back. They're dangerous. Burns is stuffed at the line. And as everyone's getting up from the pile, Basil Banks, number 17 for Oklahoma, for whatever reason, I don't know what was said, what happened. Something was said. Something was said. <laughs> Yo, mama. <laughs> Yo, mama. What'd you say about what? my mama? Huh? He punches a Nebraska Cornhusker, Gary Hager, right kind of in the throat. Oh, yeah. area, and it was right in front of the ref. Clears day. Throws a punch. Punches Gary Hager. Here comes the flag. Personal foul. 15-yard penalty. And Basil Banks is ejected from the game. Oh, man. And you know what? Ball, ball game. game. That's pretty much so. Nebraska takes a few more knees to run out the clock. Ball game. And and the Nebraska fans, let me tell you, they must have been having some flasks because they rush the field. I mean, it is it is pandemonium. It is rush the field. Tom Osborne is getting surrounded by various Husker fans. They immediately are tearing down the goalposts. They are. It's it is it is pandemonium. Oh, man. Inside wow. Memorial Stadium. Wow. But ball game, Nebraska beats Oklahoma. Finally. Finally for Tom Osborne. The monkey is off his back. He finally beats OU. And he does it at home. Does it at home in front of a rocking crowd, 17 to 14. Down with the number one Sooners. Woo-wee. you got to love that. Golly. All right. Let's get to the final awards brought to you by Aloe. And uh, I've told you, I've made a lot of good decisions in my life, a lot of bad ones, but I've made some good ones. And maybe the best decision I've made is going with Aloe for internet and TV. The internet's ridiculous, dude. Like, I don't even, I I can't even begin to explain to you how amazing it is. The internet I had in, in Omaha 
was awful. Like, you know how terrible it is when you're trying to stream something and it's buffering and it's can't, you can't, it's terrible. But you had bad fiber, didn't you? I had bad fiber. It's what it is, Bo. It's the, it's the fiber, it's the all fiber network. It's what it is. The All Fiber Network and linking it across the state second to night. I mean, again, my wife can be streaming Netflix. My daughter can be watching Disney Plus, watching Frozen for the 498th time. I can be downloading a college basketball game, doing whatever. I can be watching Nebraska, Oklahoma, 1978, and everything's going off smooth. All right? And here's the other thing. A lot of people are having to work from home right now. Internet, pretty damn important. Pretty gosh darn important. Make the switch. Go to allofiber.com. That's allofiber.com. And when you're there, tell them Nick Baugh sent you. Okay, final awards. Unsung hero. I think we got to give it to our boy Rick Burns. I, I totally agree. Rick Burns, there was not, it wasn't necessarily flashy, but it was just, it was tough. It was consistent. I, what was it, 25 ISOs, basically? 25 <laughs> carries, 113 yards, and one touchdown. But you said it was, it was 25 grown man rated R carries. I mean, that's the, the Oklahoma defense wasn't wasn't a joke. They were good and they were tough. And he, I mean, it was smash mouthing up in there. I mean, that's that's the difference of the game was that he got a couple first downs. We held the ball as much as we needed to, but you know, I, I think he just did a good job of just being tough and and helping finish that game out. He. I like I liked it. He was a tough like he would have been an easy guy to root for, you know. Like oh, just he seemed like a wild man. He seemed like a wild guy that was yeah. tough. Just just stuck his nose in there and ISOs. I I love the dude, man. Rick Burns, twenty five carries, one hundred thirteen yards, one touchdown. The unsung hero of the seventy eight Nebraska Oklahoma game. All right, now let's give to the to get to the pop culture award. Where again we're feeling nostalgic with all uh, these Husker Classic recaps we're going, whether it's to '97 or 1994 or 1983, and we're trying to freeze in the moment what was going on in pop culture, whether that's with music, movies, TV shows, whatever. I want to start with this: a big song in 1978 was the Bee Gees. Staying alive. I'm doing my disco. You are doing right your disco now. right now. So I, let me ask you both: the Bee Gees, ha 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 ha, staying alive, staying alive. <laughs> Moment of the game is what? Got to be the Billy Sims fumble and and uh, Jim Pillen's recovery. I mean, the black shirts holding. In the last moment uh, with Oklahoma going in. So the Billy Sims fun, but no question. We stayed alive. That's the staying, staying alive, alive baby. Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. Staying alive, staying alive. Ah, 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 ah. Staying alive, staying alive. I mean, you talk about playing with fire. I mean, you're at the you're at the four-yard line, and Billy Sims fumbles, and Pillen recovers it. Huge. Staying that, alive. And that's right the there. iconic moment of the game anyway. I mean, that's the one everybody yeah. remembers, and they show on the clips is, is the Heisman Trophy winner fumbles Fumbling, going, going that's in. That's what it is. Going into one more play, and they're in. So. What, what do you got for pop culture? Here? Okay, 1978, there was a movie uh, about college, about getting wild. About doing some uh, rowdy things, yes. the Delta House, uh, but it was Animal House is the movie, and the award is the Dean Wormer 
double secret probation award goes to who? What do you intend to do, sir? Delta's already on probation. They are? Yes, sir. Oh. Then as of this moment, they're on double secret probation. Gotta be Basil Banks <laughs> of Oklahoma for punching Gary Hager in the biggest ejected. moment of the game and getting ejected. Got heaved. Let's be honest, the Delta House, the Animal House, they, that's Animal House material. Yeah, that's what Delta would have done. That's what Bluto would have done. He would have slugged the guy with <laughs> uh, with a minute left in the game and a national championship in line. He'd rather slug the slug Greg. Slug the guy. Slug Greg for uh, making, making yes. names. Can you believe that, though? So that's Basil Banks for Oklahoma punching Gary Hager on the final play and getting ejected, effectively ending the game <laughs> and allowing Nebraska to run the clock out. It's an easy one, right? Uh, that's easy. That one's easy. That is an easy one. So those are your pop culture awards. All right, MVP. You know, we're kind of copping out here a little bit. We're going to give some love to a few individuals with this. I don't know how, Bo, you don't give the MVP to just the entire Black Shirts front seven. And and this was the ultimate team effort. This wasn't like 2009 Sioux versus Texas where it was one dude making every play. This was gang tackling, rallying to the ball, hitting hard every play. I mean, you and think... playing to the end. I mean, like finishing right. tackles finishing to the tackles, end of the game. I right. mean, that, that's what happened and... Uh, I mean, we obviously Pillen recovering, but you know, uh, who's forty eight again? Forty eight's the the other safety. Oh God, um, uh, I'm trying to find here, but he 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 made the actual hit on it, right? Um, but then you know, I I think just guys like George Andrews, uh, you know, Derry the dude, um, and Pensick. You know, Pensick had a really good game too. And, you know, some of these names, it's fun because, like, guys like Pensick, like, you see their son, you know, play right. later. And, you know, just so it's, it's this big Nebraska family. So that, that Husker uh, defense, the black shirts, they, they clearly deserve that. Well, I think, I mean, so there were, they forced nine Oklahoma fumbles and, and recovered six of them. Oklahoma fumbled the ball nine times. And Nebraska recovered six. And that was a talented – that was a, a high-powered Oklahoma offense. I mean, there was four talented guys coming at you a lot. And for them to – I mean, to put up that kind of fight to force that, you, you got to give them credit. I mean, Oklahoma clearly, like, they, they shot themselves in the foot sure, as yeah, much but, as Nebraska did stuff. But you got to give credit for the Huskers for, for battling that tough and, team. and even, you know, Oklahoma did have 339 yards rushing – but that was 176 yards below their average, which led the nation. Yeah. Oklahoma led the nation in rushing, and Nebraska stood up to them. Yeah, good luck uh, stopping that offense. Yeah, it's – I mean, because I wanted to ask you real quick as we kind of wrap this up. There, I was reading some quotes after the game uh, because there were some questions. I mean, again, we gave the, the nugget at the last six years in the fourth quarter. They've been outscored 79 to nothing. And so – that's a big difference, you yeah. know, for for what you saw. And so they were asking Coach Osborne after the game, "Hey, what was what was going on? What did you do different with with the defense?" And Coach Osborne said, "Quote: We just played our same defense the last few years. Maybe we fooled ourselves by trying to do too much." And then defensive end George Andrews was asked about it, and he said, "Quote: A lot of times." When you put in a lot of new defenses, you hurt yourself more than the other team. We kept it very simple. That's why we were so aggressive. We didn't have to stop and think about what we had to do. As a as a former All Conference All Big Twelve linebacker, would it like? Can you unpack that a little bit? I mean, it's just guys. 
I think sometimes maybe early on in your coaching career, I always feel like young coaches overcoach, you know? And yeah. I wonder if Ozzy maybe early on in his career tried to do too much. Yeah, there, there's that fine line, right? Like, you, you know, there's – it depends on your opponent, obviously, but the worst thing you can do is do a bunch of things that you're not prepared for, right? right? You're better off – Playing the schemes that you are fundamentally sound in and you feel good and you can just play. You're better off always doing that than trying to add things at the last minute you haven't practiced and jumble people's heads, right? If, if your guys can handle it, do it. If they can't handle it, you should not be trying to force that stuff in there. And coaches don't always follow that logic. Sometimes coaches feel better about themselves if they've had if they have 10 new blitzes and 10 right. new coverages. Right. But you know what? If your guys can't remember it and can't run it and they blow the assignments you're gonna lose again there's a lot of things that you could that make sense with a dry erase board or a ch on the chalkboard of like well yeah that that makes sense but can your guys digest it and apply it on the fly yeah you know and they play fast and play like and play without thinking and if if they can't then you got to simplify and so it sounds like they did kind of keep it really simple and and it showed i mean they were flying around Knocking heads. Yeah. Totally. So uh, MVP got to be to the entire Black Shirts front seven. Legacy of this game. I mean, I think it's pretty simple. You've already used the term a couple of times. I mean, I think the biggest legacy of this game is it's Tom Osborne's first win over Oklahoma. Yeah. Snapped the winning streak or the losing streak of losing six in a row to the Sooners. Just got the monkey off of Tom Osborne's back, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even, you know, when they interviewed Ozzy before the game, he said, uh, this stuck out to me, he said, he called it, you know, this is like a one-game season is how people feel about this. If you don't beat Oklahoma, you've had a bad year. It doesn't matter what you've done to that point. Right. So that's that's the mindset, and that's all weighing in on Osborne's just his psyche. It had to have. So the future of Husker football benefited from this tremendously, the fact that Ozzy got that win off, you know, off his back. And, you know, I think it let him move on to just sort of like. He could kind of exhale a little the, bit. The Osborne that we know now, like he needed that to become. Right. Like he needed to get over that hump so he could be, you know, just sort of breathe because again, I think. But what's, what's unfortunate is the next week Nebraska goes and loses at Missouri. And then Nebraska ends up having a rematch with Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl at the end of that year, and they lose to Oklahoma. So it's yeah. kind of unfortunate how the the year the year kind of ended. for sure. And I think I know what they did after that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I if, I, if I know anything about Rick Burns and Derry the Dude and John Rude, I have a good idea of what uh, Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, what, what that looked like. It wasn't. That, it was an afternoon game, so yeah, they had so, plenty of time to shower up and get lathered. I up, have you a know? feeling that the the. The nightlife affected the Ooh, the, the Missouri the, yeah, the the Missouri game. There might have been a week a week of nightlife, <laughs> um, but, but, uh, but no. nevertheless, it's still even in spite even despite all that, it's still this is a huge a huge win. Yeah, and I also think the other thing I wrote down in terms of the legacy is like I think sometimes it's important early on in a coaching tenure to have a big moment that that kind of gives everyone a rallying point. Like again, like I gave that there were 40 Ozzy was 46 and 13 through his first 5 years. They're 4 and 1 in bowl games. They'd finished in the top 10. It's not like they hadn't had success. But this felt like the first really big Tom Osborne yes, moment it, at Nebraska. It was. You got to right. remember like people 
people hadn't bought into Osborne yet. You right. know, like people had more bought into Osborne in 82 and 83, right. but that's because of 78. Like they, he needed 78. Because he was the, Tom Osborne won the national coach of the year in 78. Yeah. He was the national coach of the year. Because of that game. Yes. Winning that game. So I, I do think there's, you, you sometimes need a moment like that early to, to just get everyone really on board. You know, yeah. so I think I think it gets the monkey off the back. I also think it was a great moment early in the Tom Osborne era where he could he really seized control of the job and got the fans uh, super excited about what he was going to do. So there you go. Husker Classic recaps, 1978, Nebraska, Oklahoma. That game was is the best worst game ever. Best worst game ever. Uh, should we finish it with a with a Keith Jackson one more time? Okay. You ready? Because. You know what Oklahoma did nine times against Nebraska? Fumble! All right, my thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Runza. Best fries on the planet. Great burgers. Cheese Runza. Delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes it all better. A Huda Media Production.